GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I'm joined by a man who still resents me for letting his father die on our last mission. Hovercraft Joe. You could just said like you pulled my papers at the Naval Academy or something, but yeah, I wanted to go darker. Right, fair enough. And uh, dark you went. Yeah. And for the record, Joe's dad is still alive. I did not kill him. That's true. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. Uh, we are here tonight to talk about a episode that I think we willed into existence a couple episodes ago because we, were, for some reason, we're talking about Top Gun Maverick, and then I was like, "Hey, we haven't covered Top Gun Maverick. We should cover Top Gun colon Maverick." Uh, and here we are. We're talking about Top Gun colon Maverick, um, which I think is kind of funny because, um, and obviously, we're, we're going to spend the whole episode talking about a movie. But you famously don't like the original Top Gun, right? I'm not a huge fan. I don't think it's an action movie. Um, it's fine. Like I, I, I don't mind watching it, but mm-hmm. I watched it a lot as a kid, and now that I'm older and I watch it, it's a lot less fun to watch than I remembered it being. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so this movie is released on May twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty two. Um, I, I which oh, go we ahead. should probably mention this movie famously kept getting pushed back because of COVID. Right. And Tom Cruise refused to let it release on digital. He said this movie absolutely one hundred percent has to be on the big screen, and he was one hundred percent right. That's true. Uh, and, and, and just kind of like, I, I, I kind of like you, like, I don't dislike the original Top Gun, but I don't, uh, maybe don't love it as much as some people do, you know, like, yeah. I, I think it, it's a movie that is, you know, as we often talk about on the show, that's heavily looked back on through nostalgia, you know, like n- nostalgia classes. And you think of it as one thing when maybe it's not. Exactly. Um, and, and I remember being very, 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 very skeptical <laughs> that this movie was happening, that it was coming out, that they made it, you know, like, why are you making it? Why, why is this movie a thing? Like, I was very skeptical about the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I remember being like, I don't, I don't even see this movie. Like maybe I'll see it when catch it when it's on TV, you know? Cause like, but like, as when, as this movie came out and as it rolled out, like, like the buzz and like the, the positive reception to it and just everything. Like, I remember like, this is like, so like May twenty, I feel like uh, this is this is I think uh, Memorial Day weekend that it came out, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I remember like just hearing so much good stuff about it that I went like to the to the Phoenix Theater as we often talk about, like saw it by myself on like the Sunday morning of that weekend because it was just like I heard so many good things. I was like, well, I gotta go see this. <laughs> so I ended see, up going to see it. Did you see the trailer? Uh, I mean, I, I, I saw the, the I've seen the trailer for it before. Yes. I Because like I heard about this movie and I, too, was a little skeptical. And then I saw the trailer for it and I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be something different. Is this not going like to be the first movie? 
Yeah, but I feel like even the trailer didn't 100% sell me on it. I still, because I remember, like like you said, it was so long delayed that there were trailers and stuff out, out, out for a long time before the movie actually came out. And I still remember kind of being like, well, why is this a thing? You know, are we just making this to make it? You know, does it have? But again, I, I was obviously wrong. But um, anyways, we'll get into that more as we go on. Uh, so this movie, <laughs> this is kind of crazy. I, I knew that this movie made a lot of money, but... Um, so this movie, it only has a budget of $170 million, which relatively is these days pretty cheap. Not cheap, but it's definitely not on the top end. So it goes on to have a domestic gross of $718 million and a worldwide of $1.5 billion. Yeah, this movie was a juggernaut. Yeah, like it was in theaters forever. It, it just kept making money. And like, I, I feel like part of that is probably because it was one of, you know, like once, you know, COVID restrictions and stuff like that, it was one of the first like big movies that came out, you know, like, well, I mean, it's, it's cited as the movie that saved the film industry essentially, because everything was going, you know, released to digital and studios were not necessarily planning on releasing a whole lot of things in theaters. And then this got people back in the theater. Like Tom Cruise, whatever you want to say personally about Tom Cruise, this dude knows how to make movies and he makes yeah. great movies. And like when he buys into something, he goes all out for it. And he, yeah. he basically went, you know, it seemed like door to door selling this movie, getting <laughs> people out to the theater to see it. And it paid off because this really did. I mean, it, it revitalized the movie going movie going experience for everybody. And you know, and and I was certainly happy. I saw my wife even saw it with me. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this is a whopping ninety six percent, which blows obviously Beverly Hills Cop 3's nine percent. Uh, not 11 glitch uh, out of the water. Uh, and then the audience score is a 99% on yeah. this. I don't know why I couldn't get that 1% to make it a hundred percent, but it's 99%. Um, unsurprisingly, when we look at the top grossing movies of 2022, this top gun colon Maverick is number one. Uh, the other movies in the top three, uh, number two is Avatar, The Way of Water, and number three is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And we have not covered any other movies in 2022, although we might have if they were like a straight to Netflix or something one, but I wasn't going to dig into that too much. So, uh, okay. Uh, this movie, um, Top Gun colon Maverick, stars Tom Cruise, as we mentioned. It also stars uh, Jennifer Cottonley, uh, Miles Teller. Val Kilmer, uh, John Hamm, uh, Ed Harris in a tiny role. Uh, anyone else you want to mention? Lewis Pullman, son of Bill Pullman. <laughs> uh, he's Bob. Um, who else is in this? I mean, that's really about it. It's not a not a huge cast. No. Um, yeah, it's I not mean, really a giant cast. I mean, there's a lot of pilots, but I feel like yeah, we're only in a throwaway. We're only introduced to really like, I feel like if there's like 10 pilots or 12, there's probably like six of them they actually give names to and like right. four of them that are actually like, you know, like Phoenix and Hangman and Bob. 
Right. And Rooster are really and like fanboy a little bit are like kind of I the mean, only ones who really did you oh, did you mention um uh Val Kilmer? Yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he, he was the he was the third person I said. Uh okay. Well let's let's do some net worse LBJ. Are you up for it? Let's do it. Last week you did really good. You got like two or three of them on the button. Uh let's start with John Ham. He's got that sweet, sweet mad men money. What do you think about John Ham? Uh, John Hamm's got that sweet, sweet, uh, might as well be a cast member on Saturday Night Live money. Um, I'll go 25 million. $45 million for John Hamm. Uh, next up, Val Kilmer. He's got that sweet, sweet Batman Forever money covered on this very podcast. What do you think for Val Kilmer? He's got that sweet, sweet, he'll be your Huckleberry money. He's in Tombstone. Um, covered on this podcast. Covered on this podcast. Good movie. Uh, I'm gonna go thirty million. Only ten million dollars for Val Kilmer. He Only ten. Wow, he's had a hard time working because you know because the cancer and all that stuff. It's true. Uh, next up, Miles Teller. He's got that sweet, sweet, fantastic four money. What do you think for Miles Teller? Uh, Miles Teller has that sweet, sweet. Um, oh, uh, the offer money. You ever you ever seen the offer? <laughs> Yeah, I watched the offer. It's a good so show. Good. I, I will say this um, just quickly: the offer plus this movie are the reasons why I no longer hate Miles Teller. Same. I used to hate him. I used to hate him very much and thought he had a very punchable face. Yes, uh, but that show and this movie changed my mind about him, and I'm okay with him now. Hundred, hundred percent. I'd watch Miles Teller in a lot of things now. Um, I'm gonna go twenty million. 16 million very 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 close uh next up jennifer conley she's got that sweet sweet career opportunities money what do you think for jennifer conley she's got that sweet sweet labyrinth money um, <laughs> i'll go 10 million stop lowballing jennifer conley she's got 50 million dollars damn all right jennifer conley she's also oh, the she voice that marvel money yeah, she's the voice of Spider-Man suit. Yep. Uh, and then finally, uh, Tom Cruise himself. He's got that sweet, sweet, risky business money. What do you think for Tom Cruise? He's got that sweet, sweet, eyes wide shut money. Um, I'm going to go $650 million? Ooh, $600 million. You overshot ah. a little bit. You overshot, but you're really close. Um, did you want to talk a little bit about director, writer, that sort of stuff? Yeah, I mean, director is uh, relatively, not, I want to say big name, but he's one of the kind of new class of big name directors, Joseph Kaczynski. He directed uh, Tron Legacy. Um, Tom Cruise really likes him, I guess. We directed that movie Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Yeah, directed Oblivion. Um, Never seen it, but yeah, he's he's a really solid, like a really good director. Like I, I like most of the things that he does. Uh, yeah, as far as the writer goes, uh, you've got Aaron Kruger, who wrote uh, the Transformers movies. You know, the good ones and the bad ones. Uh, he wrote The Ring. Uh, also written by um, Christopher McQuarrie, also who does all of the. Uh, uh, Mission Impossible movies now. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and, and as far as, there's only one tagline listed for this one, and all it is is feel feel the need, the need for speed. So, yeah, which is essentially the first tagline for the first movie. 
It's very true. Uh, this, and I'm going to say up front, this is another one where there's like, you know, I talk about printing out the trivia pages on Internet Movie sure. Database. Uh, this this movie had 34 pages. Yeah, I didn't so there's a, them all. There's a lot. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't really go through it either. There's no. a lot going into like the making of and all that kind of stuff. But it's there for you. If you want to check it out, there wasn't, you know, I skimmed the stuff, but I didn't see anything. It was like, oh, I got to talk about that because it's just so dense. Yeah, I, I mean, realistically, what we probably should talk about is, you know, in the first movie, in the first Top Gun, for all of the, uh, they, they essentially had to use a lot of stock footage for the flight scenes of the planes themselves. In this movie, however, they were able to pay the Navy to allow them to use the aircraft. So a lot of the scenes, especially the ones where they're in the cockpit, they are actually in a cockpit with a, a, a regular pilot sitting in the front seat, and they have cameras mounted everywhere in the back seat, and the actors are essentially directing and filming themselves for a lot of these scenes, the ones where they're in the cockpit actually flying around. Um, and then they also had professional pilots you know, from the Navy film all of these dogfight scenes exactly the way they needed them to be filmed in the movie itself uh, and not just stock footage. So I think that that helps this movie a lot because you can actually film action scenes. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And this was, this was the first movie the Navy's actually allowed them to do this uh, and gave them F-18s to use, you know, different versions of the F-18. Uh, and, I, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. The, uh, the, 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 the Gen 5 planes at the end were mock-ups from the Skunk Works at uh, Lockheed Martin. So the actual company that designs like the, that designed like the SR-71 and the, uh, the other uh, um, um, stealth planes designed this fifth generation concept plane just for the movie. Uh, oh, wow. Yep. So they, they've done, they did a lot of really good research into it. Uh, and got a lot of good help from the actual Navy to, to film all these scenes. And, and I mean, it lends a lot of realism to the movie. Agreed. Um, anything else specifically you want to talk about before we get into the plot? Mm, not specifically, uh, no, we're good. We can just get into it. Okay. You always, I feel like every week I kind of think like maybe you want to talk about something and then you're like, nah, well, I'm just get into like, it. It's stuff that'll come up while we're while we're talking, while we're going through the oh. movie. All right, fair enough. Uh, movie opens up with the uh, iconic uh, Top Gun theme uh, and the title card explaining what Top Gun is, you know, the yeah. school for the Navy. And, you know, if you've seen the first movie, you know. Um, then we cut right into uh, the danger zone. Uh, also a callback to the first movie. Uh, just lots of shots of like uh, planes landing on aircraft carriers and stuff like that. You know, kind of a callback to uh, the opening of the first movie yeah. with just danger zone. And, right. Uh, so then we're, we're reintroduced to Tom Cruise's uh, Pete Mitchell uh, Maverick. Uh, he lives in an airplane hangar, I guess. Uh, um, yeah. And he's got pictures of Goose all around. He gets on his classic uh, Kawasaki yep. uh, that you remember from the first film, and he drives to the uh, the, the, the the air base. Uh, he's like a test pilot now. Yeah, um, so essentially kind of what you find out later on is that there's really nothing left for him to do. And so they just – Val Kilmer, you find out, is a, is a four-star admiral now and has like kind of thrown him a bone and uh, made him a test pilot for this – 
this new Mach 10 aircraft that they're trying to uh, trying to uh, uh, release, essentially. Right. So he gets there and he finds out uh, that, hey, you know what? We've been ordered to stand down. Uh, they're scrapping the program because we haven't got the Mach 10 yet. And, you know, they're supposed to have a certain amount of time to get the Mach 10. But mm-hmm. uh, Ed Harris, who's a, he's, he's a big fan of drones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So he wants to shut down the program. Um, but Tom Cruise is like, well, let's maybe take the plane up anyways. Uh, so, so he gets in the plane uh, and, and, he, and he takes off. Uh, I do thought it, I, I, that I, I thought it was kind of lame that it seemingly that like my only complaint maybe that Tom Cruise somehow like seems to see that Ed Harris is standing down there when he flies over yeah, by him. Like he's, clearly he's not going to. He's going so fast. Um, gets up in the air. Um, he ends up getting it like he just needs to get it to Mach 10, but he's still like Maverick. He's still kind of a loose cannon. So he gets it to Mach 10 and then and they're he, like, all sitting like it's it's uh, so you're also introduced to uh, his kind of right hand man. Um, oh, can I I have a lot of questions about Hondo. OK, um, because uh, Hondo, I don't. It, it, let me explain before you jump in with your answer. Yeah, I don't really understand what his job with the Navy is because right. he's supporting Tom Cruise uh-huh. in this test pilot. Thing. Uh-huh. But then he goes to the school with them uh-huh. and he's like running the school with them. Uh-huh. And then he's on the aircraft carrier with him at the end talking to him. And then he's like on the flight crew at the aircraft carrier with like the headphones on and everything, like helping him land. Uh-huh. I'm not entirely sure. Like, is he just like Tom Cruise's personal Navy assistant? I don't know exactly how it works for real in the Navy, but in this movie, he is um, his essentially he's like the plane preparer for Tom Cruise. So he's okay. the guy that goes in, does all the checking on the riggings, on the gear, on the riggings, on, on the gear, make sure it's fueled up properly, checks all the gauges, and um, Tom Cruise has a trust with him to know that. Um, when he gets in this plane, it's going to be 100% functional and it's going to be safe for him to fly. Um, and that's what Hondo's job is, is to make sure this plane does what it needs to do for Tom Cruise and for him to get it ready, which is why he says to Tom Cruise, it just needs to get to Mach 10, not Mach 10.1, not any faster, yeah. Mach 10 only. Because he knows yeah. Tom Cruise is going to push it. Right. In which he does. He ends up getting it up to 10.4. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the plane crashes, and I like that little scene where he like walks into that diner, yeah. and like he asks for a cup of water. That he asks, like he's like, "Where am I?" And the kid's like, "Earth." Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a great scene. Um, so then Tom Cruise gets yelled at by Ed Harris, you know, for for messing up the jet and for flying when he wasn't supposed to. Uh, but instead of getting the boot, uh, he gets called back to be an instructor at Top Top Gun because, like you said, like uh, Tom. Uh, Tom Iceman Kaczynski, he's the commander of the U.S. Pacific Fleet at this point. He's kind of like just looking out for uh, Maverick, you know, always kind of, you know, getting him out of any messes he gets into. So instead of getting, you know, discharged, he ends up, they send him back to be an instructor at Top Gun. Yep. Which at Uh, the end of the movie, at the end of the first movie, you know, whoever wins Top Gun essentially is asked to be an instructor. Um, Tom Cruise didn't win Top Gun. Uh, but he was still asked to be back as come back as an instructor, uh, and then you find out he only lasted two months. 
Right. Uh, so then we get a callback. He's he's on his Kawasaki again. I think that's a callback to the first movie, and he's yeah. like going down the runway and like the planes like yep. taking off by him. Um, so uh, so like the the admiral like running Top Gun is that's John Hamm. Um, I can't remember what his call sign is now. Cyclone. Uh, Cyclone, and he is definitely not happy that Tom Cruise is there. He doesn't want him to be there, and he's basically he's, you're only here because you know Iceman, Iceman yep. sent you here. Um, but essentially, they they want they're they're calling him in, and, and I'm going to explain the mission the best I can, and then you can you can correct me on it. Uh, they they want these they're calling back all these past Top Gun graduates to run this mission. There's a like a an enemy country that is like you're rich enriching uranium in a plant that's not supposed to be. So they got to send them in to blow up this plant, but it's like. We'll cover it a little more here in a minute, but it's a very tricky like route to get to where this plant is. Yeah, and essentially, they're taking uranium and making it weapons grade to sell to other countries so they can make nuclear weapons. And because like all the things that are involved in the mission are are, are things that like uh, Maverick has had like experience with, that's so they brought him in to kind of teach these pilots. Right, and he's under the impression they're bringing him in to run the mission, to do the mission. Right, and they're like, oh no, we want you to. Teach these people Teach. to do it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, so one of the things they point out to them is that uh, one of the pilots they're calling back is Rooster, who is uh, uh, Bradley Bradshaw, who is uh, Goose's son, yeah. uh, Anthony Edwards uh, from the original film. Uh, and I got to say, they do a good job of making him look like Goose in this. Yeah, I don't know they really, he looks just like him. Yeah, and it's not even just the mustache. I feel like it's just like he looks like Anthony Edwards. He's a little more. He's more built. I feel like than oh, Anthony yeah, Edwards. Totally. Like, but um, so, anyways, um, he goes to the pilot bar. He gets like a text from Van Kilmer. Uh, then he talks to Jennifer Conley, who owns the bar, and they used to they used to be together, so they have a history. Um, yeah, and they kind of allude to her in the first movie, vaguely. Like they, they mention. Penny was the admiral's daughter that um, that uh, Maverick hooked up with, and what got him in trouble in the first place. Yeah, and so I, I, they're they're kind of alluding to the fact that this is that Penny, right? Um, so then he's at the bar, and all all like the pilots that they've called back for the mission start coming back. You know, we meet like Hangman and some other, and Phoenix. And I love I love the introduction of Bob because they're like, oh no, what's your call sign? He's like, no, it's it's Bob. It's just all side as well. Everyone's like Hangman and Rooster and Phoenix, and he's Bob. Yep, and that's, um, and that's Bill Pullman's son. That's Bill Pullman's son. So, uh, so yeah. So then, uh, uh, Rooster shows up. Um, uh, Tom Cruise's credit card is declined. Oh, uh, you gotta mention. To... Uh, so he's not allowed to have his cell phone on the on the. Oh yeah, he puts a cell phone on the bar. Right, and that's the house he... rule. So he has to buy drinks for everybody. A round of drinks for everybody in the bar. Right, but his credit card gets declined, so they like they pick him up, like Hangman, and a couple of guys pick him up and throw him out of the bar. Uh, then Rooster gets on the piano and plays "Great Balls of Fire," like another callback to the original. And no one realizes what's like he's just Maverick's just sitting there watching all these guys, and so they're walking up to him and calling him old timer, and you know, yeah. they have no idea who he actually is, which is a callback to the first movie when. Um, Maverick is hitting on uh, uh, Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis doesn't realize that she's the instructor for Top Gun. Right. So he gets thrown out. He's watching uh, Rooster play the piano. He has a flashback. He flashes back to Goose's death, you know, 
Um, then like, yeah, then we get the, you know, like the, 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 the payoff of that, because then they, they, they introduce him to the pilots and they all realize that he was the guy at the bar that they were giving a hard time to. Um, and, and he explains the mission. So the mission is like, it, it's like three ish components. There's like, mm-hmm. so there's like kind of a Canyon they have to fly through, but they have to fly really low because there's all these surface to air missiles in order to stay below them. They have to fly. I think they say like a hundred feet or something from the ground. Right. Uh, but they have to go, they have to do it at a certain speed because they're going to be sending in these like fifth generation aircraft, you know? Um, and then there's like uh, to get up to the Canyon to where the thing is, there's like a really steep climb they have to do when they get out of the Canyon. Then they have to go down and they have to shoot the missiles into like, there's just like a vent or whatever for where the factory is. Mm-hmm. And then in order to get out, there's like an intense, like really steep climb, like out of the Canyon. Right. So he kind of talks through all that. And then like, probably, um, maybe my, uh, favorite scene in the movie is that they do like these dog fighting exercises. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's such a great scene because they're kind of like, ah, whatever, you know, they're not really like respecting Maverick. And I just love that scene when he just like flies right through, right between the two of them. Yeah, they're just, they're just kind of coasting along, chit chatting with each other back and forth. They're like, well, where is he? And then he just comes screaming up from below uh, and shoots between them and kind of rocks their wings and then uh, says game on essentially. Yeah, because they they like kind of they're not really respecting him, so they make this bet. They're like, oh, you know, like because it's like he, you know, like for every kill, it's like it's two hundred push-ups when you get down. So it's just this montage of him like just taking out everybody and all them doing push-ups like uh, on mm-hmm. the uh, tarmac and stuff. It's Which really, again it's is really... a callback to the first movie because that's exactly what happened with uh, Maverick. Like he was the same way. He wasn't really paying attention to uh, Merlin and or not Merlin. Uh, yeah, Merlin and Jester. Uh, and uh, and they lit him up and like, yeah, he had to do something. Yeah. And, and, and so, uh, Tom Cruise and, and Miles Teller they have issues because uh, uh, Tom Cruise pulled his application to the Naval Academy and like set back his career. And and Tom Cruise never told him why, but it's because basically, I, I was I it's kind of <laughs> I found it kind of surprising that they were just like, I mean, I guess they couldn't really work Meg Ryan into this movie, but they're like, oh yeah, she's dead. Like, I don't know why, like, she had to be dead, but, like, basically he promised Meg Ryan's character, you know, Goose's wife, uh, so, but he didn't tell her, he didn't want to tell Rooster that. No, she didn't, she said to not let him happen, because when Jennifer Connelly's like, well, did you tell him that, and he's like, no, she's like, there's no point in her hating her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's, like, their, kind of their whole beef. Um, uh, John Hamm yells at Tom Cruise. <laughs> I do like that little bit where he's like yelling at him about like the dog fighting exercise and about uh-huh. the what do they call Stay, it? The, staying above the deck, the the hard deck. The hard deck. And yeah. he's like, he's like, you won't change the hard deck unless like you ask my permission. And then, and then he's like, he puts that thing down on his desk and he's like, what's that? He's like, uh, request to lower the hard deck. Um, that, that part makes me laugh. Um, okay. You know, the one thing that's weird about this is you're, you're letting him, so Warlock is the other Admiral that's there. Is, is he in the original? I don't question? think so. That's what I was trying to figure out. I don't okay. think he is, but they kind of lead you to believe that they had some history. Okay. Yeah. I don't oh. think that he is. I remember looking at it before. Yeah. He, okay. Yeah. He's, I don't think he is. No, he's not. He's not in. He's not. 
No. Yeah, not in the first. He's in the he, he's apparently in the Warriors though, so you got that. Oh, well, that's good. Sure. Um, okay, anyways. So uh then he goes back to Jennifer Conley's bar to pay his tab. Uh he talks to her daughter, uh Amelia, and then like he goes sailing with Jennifer Conley. Um which is kind of funny. It's got that line where like he doesn't know what to do with the boat. And she's mm-hmm. like, I thought you were in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we, we cut back to the school and Top Gun not Top Gun, and Tom Cruise is walking the pilots through all the, the mission parameters like we kind of laid out for you already. And, and we should mention that um, the reason why they have to do it at the speed that they do is so they can get back alive. Um, so they right. have a chance to get back alive. Whereas... Cyclone, so John Hamm's character, the mission, they're not particularly concerned with that. They just want to get in, get the mission done, and they didn't really, they don't expect people to come back from this mission. Right. Um, Okay. So uh, then they practice the canyon run, uh, you know, um, uh, Hangman, he talks shit about Rooster. Like, Rooster's whole thing is that he's like, it's like afraid to commit fully, I guess, is, is maybe what it is. Like he's always kind of like holding back, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, is that maybe the best way to describe yeah, like his hang it's, up? It's kind of um, the similar dynamic to the first movie between Iceman and Maverick, where Maverick was the one who, you know, wasn't necessarily looking out for the other people on his team and was just trying to fly as fast as he can. And that's what, um, what's his name? Uh, 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 Miles Teller. Hangman. What Hangman? Hang. What Hangman's like now? And, and 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 Miles Teller is essentially sort of like Iceman, where he's holding back, being more reserved, uh, and and just trying to make sure he survives the mission more than anything. Right. So then Tom Cruise goes to see Val Kilmer. Uh, we find out like in the movie that Val Kilmer's like his cancer is back and you know he's not doing too well and I think they do a really good job of like you know because obviously Val Kilmer is in rough shape in real life I think they do a good job like yeah. working that into the well, movie was, you know and, and that was kind of the thing like like um, Tom Cruise made it a necessity to have Val Kilmer in this like he said he like he has to be in it like there's no. There's no getting around it. Val Kilmer has to be in this movie. Like he lobbied yeah. for it. And Val Kilmer famously had throat cancer and um, has a stoma. And he speaks, you know, through that. And, and he doesn't even really speak as much anymore. He just uses a, a computer. And so they worked all that in so that he could do that. And they actually took. So the scenes where he's actually talking in there, um, they took old dialogue from other movies Oh, wow. And actually recreated his voice similar to the way they did with James Earl Jones for Darth Vader. Um, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm, yep. So they used that technology and, uh, you know, dirtied it up to make it sound, you know, yeah. like he couldn't talk. And so that all that dialogue that they're saying in there, that's all added post with uh, with that, that uh, synthesized voice of his. Right. And I th- and like the whole kind of gist of their conversation is that Tom Cruise is basically like, hey, I don't know how to be a teacher. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Ice Val Kilmer is kind of like, you just need to be yourself. You need to be Maverick. Like, you need to like, you know, like, so. Um, so then like he he's trying to get them to be more of a team. So they play uh, they play <laughs> uh, dog beach. fight. 
dogfight football. football where there's both offense and defense happening at the same time, and it's obviously a callback to shirtless. I get it's a callback to shirtless volleyball from the yeah. first film. Like, why, why, why would they be playing in jeans? Like, some people have shorts on, but some people also have jeans on. Like, I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, okay. So, uh, oh, and then Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise, they end up hooking up and go to the bone zone, mm-hmm. uh, which I will say props to Tom Cruise. A lot of people when they make, you know, older actors make movies and like, I feel like, like Jennifer Connelly is a age appropriate love oh, interest. percent. I don't know how old she is, but she's still, she's still smoking. Oh, uh, she's yeah. got me in her fifties, right? I'm gonna look it up. Real quick. Maybe. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. I yeah, I think you're right. I think I think Tom Cruise does a really good job of not um, making it weird. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because it could have been weird, and 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 he added, and it was. And what's nice is it was an appropriate relationship too. You know what I mean? She is 52 years old. Okay. Yeah, so. it, it, and it felt like it felt like they had an appropriate relationship for kind of what they were going for. Like they had an adult relationship, not a creepy, you know, right? Old no, man, a young girl kind of relationship. Agreed. Uh, so then they find out that their mission is getting moved up a week um, from, so they have less time than they thought, and they decide to uh, focus on uh, phase two of the mission, which I think is the or, or the part. I think they're practicing on when they're trying to like climb out of the canyon, right? Like they're they're practicing on going up, shooting the bombs, and then climbing out of the canyon. But like the climb out of the canyon is so steep. I think they say they're going to face like almost like ten Gs. That it's like yeah. It's like, like be at the speed they have to do it in order to, in order to get past the surface to air missiles. Um, yeah. And then the added kind of caveat to this is the Navy is going to be launching dozens of Tomahawk missiles ahead of them to destroy the air base that's there, the runway that's there. And once those missiles hit, they're going to know something's coming. And so right. any aircraft that are in the air, any fifth gen aircraft that are in the air, which for some reason the Navy doesn't have fifth gen aircraft. Well, uh, I yeah, and that's I understand for the tension of the movie, but that's kind of like because they kept being like, well, you can't you can't like those fifth gen fighters, you can't like with an F sixteen, but it's like couldn't they have like? First of all, I don't understand why this unnamed enemy has better yeah better equipment than. Than the United States, but also like, couldn't they have like, okay, well, what do we have that can go against these? Why don't we launch some of those from the aircraft carrier to run cover or something or intercept these planes? You know, yeah, I I understand it. I understand it adds to the tension of the movie. Sure, but I, I was just, you know, thinking in the real world, it's like, well, couldn't you have like, okay, you guys go do the mission, and we're gonna go if these planes come to get you, we'll intercept them and attack them. Yeah, I, I didn't get that either. I, because it's not because it's like you could be like, oh, well, they were going for stealth, but they're not going for stealth because they launched those like. 30 Tomahawk missiles. So yeah, I didn't really understand that part of it either, but again, you know, it's a movie. That's just kind of, yeah, no, no, I get it. And for the tension and whatever the movie you needed. So, so anyways, while they're practicing this uh, coyote, he goes into G lock, which I don't know what that is. Oh, Uh, exactly. What that is. Uh, When you experience too much, uh, too many G forces, uh, the blood rushes from your brain and you pass out essentially. Yeah, because he passes out and he almost crashes. I like how Tom Cruise gets him to like kind of wake up. He gets like missile lock on him. Yeah, so, so like the alarms, go, the alarm like goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then there's a bird, bird strike. Um, uh, Phoenix and Bob they have to eject because they get their they get a bunch they hit a bunch of birds and their engines go out. Yeah. Um, so then we we have a big like the big blowout between Tom Cruise and uh, Miles Teller where they talk about him pulling his papers and all that stuff. 
Um, then Vale Kilmer he still doesn't tell him. That no, he mom. still doesn't tell him. Yeah, he doesn't tell him. He just tells him you weren't ready. Um, so then Vale Kilmer dies. Uh, they go to the funeral. I thought it was kind of weird that Jennifer Connelly was at the funeral, but anyways. Well, um, I mean, in the context of the movie, she is the daughter of a of a of an admiral. Yeah, she okay. knew all of them. Like that, she's a friend of theirs. That's that's fair. That's fair. So so like immediately, basically, after Vale Kilmer is dead. Uh, John Hamm gives Tom Cruise the stinky boot. Um, really, the stinky boot? That's what we're calling the it. Stinky boot. Yeah, he gives it. He's like, hey, he's like, I could like, you know, basically, but he, he's like, I'm taking over training. You're grounded. This is over. Mm-hmm. So then, and what he's decided is um, that they're no longer going to worry about getting the pilots home safe. They're just going to worry about completing the mission. Like, right? Well, because that's the, the thing. Because they go into, he goes in, he takes over training. He's like, yeah, it's no longer two and a half minutes. It's now like four minutes is time to target. And yeah. basically is like, three yeah. It's three and a half minutes. Okay. And basically is like not giving him any uh, chance to uh, get out because he just wants the, the place to get blown up and isn't necessarily concerned about them coming back. Right. Uh, and then you get that other, then you get another awesome scene in this movie where they're all sitting there and then like uh, Maverick Tom Cruise shows up on the course and like, like cuts the time down and ends up like going through the whole thing for like, in like two minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah. Like he's able that to complete the whole is, thing. That whole scene is so well done. Like, yeah, it is. Oh God, it's great. And it's just like all the, all the pilots kind of like realizing what's happening and like, can't believe that he's actually like doing it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like after that, you get the scene where like John Hans kind of like, ah, you know, like you, you basically like stole a multi-million dollar plane and like I have, I could like like dishonorably discharge, but basically he ends up making him mission leader for the mission because he's like he knows that he's the only, he's the only one that so far that's done it. So he makes him mission leader. Um, uh, they they are on the aircraft carrier getting ready. He picks his team. He picks uh, Rooster to be his wingman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm sure you'll have an answer for this, but I'm going to ask anyways. So what I don't kind of understand is like, okay, why couldn't they just have like because the one plane was there to, to like use the laser sight to like, but yep. they weren't, they didn't fire any missiles. It was really just like the first plane it was like Tom Cruise and the rooster. Why couldn't they just had, you know, two planes, one with the, why couldn't the laser and the backseat guy be in the same one? You know what I'm saying? Why did it have to be two different, you know, am I making sense of my question? Yes. Like, okay. Yes. Um, I don't know exactly the answer, but kind of the way the movie plays out, there's Tom Cruise and his plane, right? And then you've yeah. got the other two. Phoenix and Bob. Phoenix and Bob in their plane, and they're they're sighting, so they're doing the the laser guiding. Yeah. Um because it because they're under because it's too much work because they're flying so fast it's too much work for one person to do it. Like the fact that Maverick was able to do it by himself is kind of insane. No. And, and I understand that I'm saying, is it like, why couldn't it be one of the two person planes? Tom Cruise is flying Bob sitting in the back, working the laser sight thing for him. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know that part of it. Um, and I don't know why they needed two sets of planes. You know what I mean? Well, like, I, that, that I get is because Tom Cruise kind of blew open the door to the, to the factory, whatever you call it. And then roosters missiles are the ones that actually blew up the inside of it. 
Like, I feel like Tom Cruise is kind of like opening the hole for the other missiles to go into. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess if he's going so fast, he can only fire one set of missiles. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, this is nitpicky stuff. I yeah. was just curious about that, and, and it works. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so he picks Rooster to be his wingman. Um, uh, uh, so then they, 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 they fly the mission. I have a note that says Hondo is a confusing character, but you already explained that to me. Um, so they fly the mission and they're, they're able to, um, they, they're able to be successful with it, right? Like they, they end up, you know, getting, blowing up the factory and, um, and getting out. But then, uh, Tom Cruise ends up getting shot down by one of the surface air missiles, like saving miles teller because he's about to get hit by some missiles. Yeah. And- the, the dog fight happens and, uh, they have to try and get out of there before the fifth gen planes get there essentially. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they're, they're just trying to fly out of there without getting hit by surface air missiles. And so they're firing. They're just kind of, you know, trying to avoid them as best they can. And Miles Teller runs out of flares to to stop the missiles. And so Tom Cruise flies basically in front of the, the missile that's headed toward him, fires his own flares to knock him out of the sky, but in the process also gets clipped by a missile and crashes. Right. And and they're kind of like, hey, get back to base. Like he's gone. They 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 can't go back to get him because the other jets are showing up. Yep. Uh, and Tom Cruise is on the ground. He's being chased by like an enemy helicopter and just kind of went... big ass helicopters like from uh, from Rocky three or from, uh, from Rambo three. <laughs> yeah. And just like when you think he's about to get wasted, uh, the helicopter blows up because uh, uh, Rooster came back to save him. Mm-hmm. But he gets shot down by a missile. Uh, and then we, we do. We luckily we get a shot of Tom Cruise. Classic Tom Cruise running as he's running oh, yeah. through the forest. You have to. Um, it's, it's it's in his contract. And I and I like that. Like he's like yelling at Rooster. He's like, "I didn't save your life, so you could get shot down." And he's like, "What were you thinking?" And I like when Rooster's like, "You told me not to think." And he's like, "Okay." Like, <laughs> like, yeah, All right. Yeah, I guess you're probably right about that. Um. So. Uh. So they. Um. They're trying to figure out a way out of enemy territory. So they go back to the base. Because uh, they they make a they make a uh, specific note of letting you know early in the movie that they have these uh, some of these next fifth generation fighters, but they also have some old like some relics, yeah, some surplus stuff, right? And one so, of them is the F-14s. Yeah, one of them F-14. is the Tomcat, famously from the original mm-hmm. Top Gun. Yep. Uh, so they so they sneak into the base and they get uh, this Tomcat flying, which is like, and it is kind of like, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm choking. Um, it's like the you do get like kind of like oh okay well it's like now like he's flying and roosters in the back seat like goose like yeah, it's like it's it's a cool kind of callback and um you know it, it's funny seeing them try and get the plane up and running because yeah you know even Tom Cruise is like oh god I don't know if I, can, I don't even know if I remember how to fly this thing yeah they don't really have a runway he has to like take off from like the taxiway basically and, yeah. And then, like, so then they get caught by the, uh, the, the 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 fifth generation fighters, and like, Tom Cruise initially is like, "Well, you jacked, you know, like you jacked, like we can't fight him." And then like, Miles Teller's kind of like, "Well, what would you do if I wasn't here?" You know, he's like, "Just, you know." And I love that, like, he just like immediately like turns a plane and like shoots that first one down before yep. they even have a chance to like realize what's going on. Yeah, and then it's kind of it's a throwback sort of to the first movie where. Um, like they're flying in the in the first movie, they're flying and the and the two MIGs are kind of near them and they're trying to figure out what's going on, and then yeah. uh, then sort of the, the sword semi battle happens, and here it's the same thing. So the 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 two fifth gen fighters have no idea that it's 
you know, American soldiers in this F-14 flying and they're faking like their communications aren't working. Um, and so then that's when Tom Cruise is just like, all right, I'm just going to shoot this one down. Yeah. And, and then there's like a prolonged like uh, dogfight with mm-hmm. the with the other one that he eventually is able to take down. Um, so they think they're maybe okay, and they're flying off to the uh, to the uh, aircraft carrier. But then another one of these fighters show up, and at this point, they're out of missiles, uh, they're out of bullets, <laughs> yep. uh, and they try and eject, but it's like not working. Like the the ejector thing is so it's like they that you know they're they're getting chased and shot, and just when it kind of seems like they're about to get completely taken out, um, Hangman shows up and saves them and blows up the uh, the the enemy fighter. Um, and, and so like they have to, uh, uh, they have to land, but their landing gears down. So they basically have to like r- the emergency net, they put the emergency net yeah. up and they kind of skid on the runway into this net that catches them and, and, and slows them down. Yeah. And everyone's celebrating kind of much like the end of the first movie. Everyone's oh, every, celebrating yeah, a lot of, it's this entire movie is callback to the first movie. And even like, even kind of like the thing with like hangman and rooster who were kind of rivals the whole thing. Like they kind of like shake hands and it's kind of like the, you can be my wingman anytime and yep. like ice and Maverick kind of, and then like, you know, Tom Cruise and rooster at this point, they have a kind of a big, you know, like they have a big hug and they, you know, they don't really, you know, it's kind of like spoken that it's like, Hey, you know what? We're, everything's good. And I get it, you know, like, yep. um, and then the end of the movie is just kind of like, uh, Tom Cruise and miles Taylor are working on the plane in this hangar uh, and, and Jennifer Conley and his daughter show up and, and they go up in the plane that they're working on. They're flying around and like uh, Miles Teller looks at all the pictures of his dad, Goose, in the hangar and Lady Gaga plays and that's the end. That's it. Yep. That's it. That wraps it up. Um, There were... Where'd it go? I, I only had one... Role reversal? Role, role reversal. So for Miles Teller's character, uh, Nicholas Holt, and then <laughs> Glenn Powell, who plays Hangman, was up for the role. And then there, it, it was. It seemed to be it was Miles Teller's role to lose. Like, yeah, it was just going to be him. And but they really, really liked Glenn Powell, so they put him in as Hangman and extended the part. Basically, it was going to be a much smaller role. They made it much larger to mirror kind of what what the relationship between like, he's kind of like a combination of Iceman and Maverick essentially. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all I had as far as like role reversals go. Um, they specifically did not ask Kelly McGillis and Meg Ryan to be in it. <laughs> oh, um, dang. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, sorry. There was one other thing I was going to mention, but I can't, I can't find it. And it's like, 34 pages of notes so oh here it is here it is i'm just gonna read it as it is where it said uh miles teller grew ill and broke out from head to toe in hives after a flight a trip to the doctor revealed the actor had suffered an allergic reaction from the presence of jet fuel in his bloodstream when teller told tom cruise about it the later quipped yeah i was born with it kid (laughs) jet fuel (laughs) in his blood so i i like that a little bit um yeah i don't i mean I don't, should we do, let's should just we rate get... it? I mean, that's all we really need to do at this point. Okay. All right. You want to go first or second? Um, I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. Sweet. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I really, I love this movie. This movie is so 
good. Like it, 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 it's almost better than it has any right to be. Like it's just, it's so good and it does such a good job. It's got these moments in it where it's just like, they're so compelling and they're such, so, so well-crafted like action sequences and everybody in it does a good job. And like, you know, you said earlier, say what you want about Tom Cruise, but he makes good movies and he's good in this movie. And it's like, this is a movie that could have easily been, you know, making a sequel to Top Gun was it 36 years later. Like this, this could have been like a joke, you know, like this movie in theory doesn't need to exist, but they do a, such a good job. And like, you know, like it, it, it's a story that makes sense for the character and it, you know, like it improves in my mind well, <laughs> way, way, way above the original, you know, this is a far superior movie. And like, it just, it has these great stuff and it ends with like a scene that really gets you like pumped, you know, like basically the last like 25 minutes of this movie is an extended action sequence. It's just, I I don't have anything bad to say about it, you know, like in every subsequent watch, I, you know, I've seen it like four or five times now, it's still good. You know, it still holds my attention. Uh, I don't honestly see how I can give this anything other than five machine guns, five machine guns. That's what I'm giving it. Uh, I am right there with you. Like, man, there's parts of this movie. I've seen this movie probably three or four times now. There's parts of this movie that I still tear up at. Like, it's yeah. stupid. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how to describe this other than to say this movie is. This movie is Tom Cruise. Like, I feel like in the in this last half of his career most recent half with the Mission Impossible movies and, and this. Um, like he puts so much care and demands such excellence from everything in the movie that it, it, I don't know how to describe it other than to say like, it might be the most well-crafted movie I've ever seen. Like, and I don't know if, if that has to do with the fact that they added basically two years to the movie, like to, to get it, to put it out. It was going to come out two years prior to this and they mm-hmm. kept pushing it back just due to COVID. And I don't know if it's because they had the extra two years to work on it or, or what the situation was, but it, everything in this movie is just spot on. Like I, I, you're right. There is nothing bad to say about this movie. It is an enjoyable watch. There's really nothing inappropriate in it. I mean, there's nothing cringeworthy. Everything character wise makes sense. Um, all of the actors really seem to mesh well together. Uh, it wh- while at the same time mirroring a lot of the stuff that happened in the first movie, mm-hmm. which is a lot of the stuff in the first movie that I didn't necessarily like, but they do such a better job now. Um, yeah, this is a five machine gun movie. There's, I, I don't, we don't run across very many of them. No. I would say like this, uh, Fury Road is a five machine gun mu- movie as far as newer movies go. Yeah. Um, maybe John Wick Parabellum. Um, but there's this movie's so good. I, I think this is probably the best movie we've ever covered on this, on this show. It could be. And it's funny too, because this is and kind of like I talked about time. This is a movie that you, when you find out it exists, you want to be cynical about it. You want to be like, this doesn't need to exist. Like this, like, why is this a thing? You know, like, but it just like, in spite of anything, like you just go in, you can't help but like this movie. You know, this is a movie that just like, like I remember what like 
watching this movie with my parents after I saw, you know, like, Hey, you guys got to watch this, you know, and just yeah. cause it's, and I think that, you know, anyone that, if anyone's listening to this podcast hasn't seen it, they have any kind of reservation about it, you should definitely see it. Like it's widely available now. I watch it on Amazon. Um, but like, it, it, it's just, it, it's so well crafted and so much care was put into it. And to, to take a movie that could easily have been, you know, just a cash grab to try and like cash in on the the notoriety and the nostalgia of the original one, but to to not only be a good movie, but to far exceed, in my opinion, the original by like oh, yeah. leaps and bounds, it, it's kind of crazy, you know. Like it, it just, I don't know. I I think it's just one of those movies where it's just like you just go into it and you're. It's only about two hours, so it doesn't drag, and like everything makes sense, and it's I, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> It's crazy. It's just like every time I watch it again, I'm kind of like, yeah, well, maybe this time I'll, there'll be something or maybe I won't be. But it's like I, every time I'm still as engaged that I've seen it as the first time I sat in the theater and watched it. So, yeah, no, this movie's great. Uh, what's nice is it also sets up, it, they do a really good job of introducing new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as of May 2022, Miles Teller has been pitching a sequel for it, and him and Tom Cruise apparently have ongoing talks. Uh, huh. To make it make another one, uh, Top Gun Rooster is kind of tentatively what they're going to call it. Yeah, um, and I and I, and I was kind of surprised because I kind of thought there was a chance that this movie was going to kill off Maverick. Like, right? Like you th- you think that that's a possibility? Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. I, I think it's going to be one of those things where, like, this newer cast takes over, and maybe he shows up as like a mentor figure. Yeah, like Gordon Bombay in the third Mighty Ducks movie. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent, something like that. Um, but yeah, I would absolutely watch a sequel to this. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now that I love Miles Teller, what's stopping me? Yeah, God, he's so good. Like I, I really <laughs> like after seeing him in the Offer, man, he's fantastic. <laughs> um, that's it. I mean, like, what else more do you say? This movie's might be a perfect movie. Yeah, I, I honestly don't have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, like, just, it, it's really good. And it's like, I get, if, if you were like, hey, like, we're going to cover it again next week, I'd be like, all right, I'd happily sit down and watch it again. Oh, easily. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about watching it uh, again. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to. I have other things I have to watch. But yeah, uh, but yeah I love this movie. Um, all right, any anything you want to you wanna plug? Uh, Tubi, uh, Pluto TV, uh, I'm not going to plug the original Tom uh, Top Gun episode because I'm not on it. So yeah, uh, it wasn't it wasn't a great episode. I'm not going to plug it. Uh, but yeah, Tubi, uh, Pluto TV. Um, I watched the uh, as of this recording, I watched the first episode of the Continental on Peacock, and that was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, uh, I feel like I watched something else that I thought I wanted to plug, but I'm having trouble thinking of it. So why don't you go, and if I think of it, I'll say it. Okay. Uh yeah, you can join us on Discord. So just uh just search Last Action Podcast and Discord, and you'll find our Discord link. It's a, it's actually the Gamezilla Media link, Gamezilla Media Discord link. But if you if you look for Last Action Podcast, find our web page. If you go to the main page, you can find our our Discord link there and join us. Um, it's nice we get people that just kind of pop in, uh, that hadn't been on Discord before that have been longtime fans, and it's nice to talk to them, uh, mm-hmm. and, and sort of you know pick their brain about things that they like about the, about the show. Um, yeah. And things they don't it, like too. <laughs> yeah. It, it's always interesting because I mean, me, 
Well, we said before, me and LPJ just do this show because we like doing it. And, yeah. You know, we like talking about movies and we don't, I mean, we don't, there's no, there's no real, I mean, I, no, there's no game. There's no reason for us to keep doing it. We just do it because we like to, yeah. but it's so crazy. Like to the, the people pop on and, you know, the discord and they're like, oh yeah, I've been listening to it, blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, it's like we somewhat record this and do this in a vacuum but like i think that discord is what allows us to like be like oh yeah people are like listening to this and actually enjoy this and it's not just us sitting here so uh we always love you know interacting and finding out you know new people have discovered it and, and everything so that's you know it's always you know rewarding to find that people are listening and enjoy us dumbos talking about because yeah, realistically i have no way right now to check to see how many people are downloading things um I really, I have no idea if anyone listens to this. It's true. Um, <laughs> other than, you know, the people that are on Discord, uh, let me know. And I guess people like our Instagram posts pretty regularly. Um, but other than that, I don't know if people listen to this. Uh, and it's nice on, uh, to find out that they do. Um, yeah. But either way, we'd still be doing this anyway. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we said, like, we got to get the 300. I mean, we're, we're, barreling toward 250 yeah we're at this episode will be episode number let's see two 240 something this will be 248 shoot 248 which huh means, which means we got to talk about the next recording session because we're gonna hit 250 <laughs> oh Ooh, dang farts <laughs> we got we to plan something um yeah where this is episode 248 wow amazing and that's, that's Crazy. just regular episodes that doesn't even yeah. include uh special episodes well, anyways, I guess the gist of it is that we appreciate everyone that listens and anyone that joins the Discord to Discord to let us know that you appreciate the show. You know, yeah. it means a lot to us because again, we don't. You know, this is just something we do for fun. So the fact that people enjoy it and come back and and listen to it every week means a lot. So yep, agreed. Uh, did you think of that thing you forgot? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't even think of it. It's it's late. It's okay. Yeah, it is a little late now. So yeah. All right, well, then I think we're good. Uh, This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back.